this is Season 5 of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's podcast where we cover the roping industry from top to bottom. This is where the team roping world talks. We talk through tough subjects, we talk big wins, and we talk real issues affecting the community. I'm your host and editor of the Team Roping Journal, Chelsea Schaefer. From the passionate hatters that started the company to the hardworking team working daily to produce the best quality hat a cowboy can wear, the folks at Resista live and love the Western way of life. Not only do they respect cowboys and the Western way of life, they live it too. That's why they say we live it every day and why they wear the hats that they make. Browse their wide selection of felt and straw cowboy hats available in black, brown, gray, and a large assortment of other colors. Resistall.com. Hey everybody, this is Chelsea Shaver. Welcome to round seven of the Team Roping at the NFR. Uh, your winners, of course, if you watched, were Tyler Wade and Trey Yates. They were a three and nine. They won $28,913.70. They were 26 and six on five, and they are fifth in the average so far. Tyler and Trey have won $75,289 here at the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, and they are fifth and seventh in the world, respectively. Second in the round was Clay Tryon and Jay Corkill with a four flat. Third and fourth was a split, Chad Masters and Joseph Harrison and Andrew Ward and Buddy Hawkins with four fours. Clay Smith and Jake Long uh, split fifth, sixth, and sixth with a four five with Cody Stone, Wesley Thorpe, and Jake Orman and Bry Kreitz. Notably, worth mentioning, Caleb Durgas and Junior Guerra, uh, Caleb split the horns and had to fish. Um, and he, they were 18 and four that kept them in the average and actually moved them up in the average, uh, with that 18 and four, they're 56 and 30 on six. Uh, they've still only won $46,608 this week, but they lead the world. Uh, moving up in the average was pretty significant for them. Uh, but Tanner Tomlinson and Patrick Smith, their nearest challengers for the world standings race, they, they got a leg, but they're nine and four. Um, and they still uh, lead the average with a 41 flat on seven. They've won $90,000 this week, and they are third and second in the world, respectively. Clay Tryon and Jay Corkill, they won second in this round, and they've already won $81,000 this week. They're only seventh in the average, though, with a 30 and five on five, but they are second and third in the world as well. So uh, we'll keep watching this race. I'll have some more what-if predictions tomorrow. If you look at TeamRopingJournal.com, I will hammer some out so you can all read and see different scenarios that need to happen over these next three rounds. We have certainly seen many, many things change in the last three rounds of the NFR every year. So we will see what happens and enjoy this interview with Tyler Wade and Trey Yates, BT Dubs. Trey Dizzle Yates has a big announcement coming at the end of the interview. So enjoy. So this is the second night that you have told me that I got my steers wrong and that you had the best one. Tell me, you knew you had the best one? Why? I just knew that steer was straight, head up, had big horns. Um, I waved it off one earlier this week with small horns. It's kind of devastating, but honestly just knew he was pretty good and honest and he, he handled good and that's the main thing here. And you roped him around the horns? I roped him around the horns. Look at you go. Um... Did you like that steer for you? I did, yeah. The video we had seen uh, from the last time he went, he was straight, like T-Wade said, and he looked sharp. Uh, he maybe wasn't as sharp as he was the first time, but T-Wade hit the barrier so good he got him on a short rope and could still get him moving where we could get a good finish. 
Um, you've been talking a lot about how you ride your horse and how important that is here. Tell me about exact like when you say you got to ride your horse. Tell me what that means with Spur. Well, I just think that like I've won the first round a couple times on him, and then I thought he was the best horse here for me. And then at the end of the week, he kind of petered out because I wasn't riding him properly. So just honestly trying to set set my healer and myself and everybody up for the duration. You know what I mean? Not just one steer at a time. Uh, that way, at the end of the week, he's just as good as the first one. And I, I learned from my mistakes and not done it. And I knew that if I rode him right, he should stay hooked good. Physically, though, what does that mean? Look, what does riding him right look like? What is, like, keeping him between the bridle reins, pushing him with your feet? Like, what do you have to do? That horse does whatever you want him to do. Um, but honestly, just just making sure he's square in the box and riding to the steer. And then not just duck out of sight as soon as you head him. Like, set set tray up set him up and everything to be able to do it 10 times in a row i've spun 10 here before and the way i went about it i don't think i could have spun 20 that way so honestly just changing it up to make sure the longevity of the week stays solid and give my healer a better throw than i have in the past um speaking of riding horses well what does one have to do to ride dude well anything drop your hand kick what what's that look like for you dude's kind of i mean he's He's maybe not everybody's horse, but he fits me really well. He, he's probably, you know, he uh, tends to not be tight in the box, but I don't know if you've noticed. I sit him a long way off the corner, and I have somebody hold him up because he's bred to be pretty, pretty, you know, I guess kind of tense maybe in there. So I just try to keep my hand down and let him look his head in a little bit. And if I feel him put his butt down a little bit, that's okay because Zach Youngblood's back there holding him up, and I know I'm going to get going. But... Um, I just know that he reads the steer so good through the turn for me that I can just put my hand down, and as long as I get focused on the legs and have power on my rope, I usually have a, a very, you know, high percentage throw, and then it's up to me after that. Um, okay, you were watching your run back, and you said you weren't in love with something that happened at one point throughout the run. Break down your run in general, and what, what was the slip-up that you didn't love? Um, it's really hard for a horse to handle the steer and then find a way to finish at the same time because you you don't have the momentum from just pushing up like you would at a jackpot or anything else and keep it rolling here you kind of there needs to be a little bit delay in the corner so your healer can catch up because we're literally both nodding and going at the same time and then i'm going to be a couple coals away that means my healer is too and honestly when you when you mash the corner like that so he can catch up there's not enough room to open him up to face and get that momentum so you're you're kind of stuck in neutral hoping that he brings his hips around and comes around so uh, some nights you know the timing is a really good face tonight luckily Trey healed him so fast and got tight that it helped me kind of halfway get around but I think I cost us two or three tenths holding him up like that did when he when you felt that happening or you saw that happen or did you see or react to that steer doing that or well I I got to the end of it and you know, felt like I healed him pretty fast. And when I pulled back, I could kind of see out of the corner of my eye. Maybe, you know, it, like you said, he wasn't getting the ideal finish. But he also said, you know, if he'd have went to face, he might have given that steer's head back and then could have cost us a leg or whatever. So I just, when I seen it and I looked at the flagger and didn't see the flag drop right away, I was trying to pull back and just shave as much time as we can, you know. Um, it worked out. and uh, No looking back now. Happy with how it went. And you guys usually don't practice together right did you who got you ready for this nfr who healed for you at home um uh 
young kid that works for me named Zach Sweden. He helped me quite a bit. He's uh, from Arkansas. He's, I think he's been at the house for a couple months now. And my brother-in-law, Dustin Davis, I mean, he always, he's my go-to guy when it comes to talking about it and everything. It's him and uh, another friend of mine, Earl Martin. Earl, Earl watches me and Dustin ropes with me usually. And then I made Zach possibly ruin his horses to go to rope as many as we could so we didn't score and I didn't care I just needed to throw as many loops as I needed a day and you know I'm it's pretty selfish practice in the way we do um because it's literally all about me but those guys have been amazing to just help us through it and get us ready um what how many practice horses would you have saddled in a day to get ready for the NFR or were they outside horses that you were riding no surely not but what honestly when you got one like mine you don't need two his name's Jumanji. He's badass. <laughs> and you can't shoe him. And you just ace him and you rope as many as you need to. And he nickers when you're done and he's ready for tomorrow. He's proud of it? Yep, he yeah. loves it. <laughs> okay, Jay. Um, I'm guessing practice at your house might look a little bit different. Um, <laughs> tell me, who is helping you get ready at home? Well, like, back to, like, Tyler and I, we've, we've practiced a lot for a lot of every kind of scenario of roping, so... We just had full faith in each other coming here that we had one session was all and uh, so I got a I got a boy staying there with me named Clay Holes from Nebraska that ropes good and and uh, honestly you know where I think I went wrong last year is I you know I think the reason that we do so good on the horses we do good on in the middle of the summer is we're roping on those horses all the time so where I went wrong last year is I just kind of left dude off. I'd heal two or three a day, every other day, whatever, just ride him. And I had so many other horses to ride as long as I was roping good on them. And dude felt okay when I did rope on him, we were fine. And this year I made it a point to as soon as I got to Arizona from the World Show, I, I think only one day I, I did kind of an NFR practice on dude. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I ran six to eight every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether it was strong steers one day, you know, just nice loping steers whatever and i wanted to have full faith in my roping on that horse because i knew in my mind that's what i was riding so i only had about three days where i told clay i said all right go at him um i got some nice young horses that and it felt pretty good but like me and tyler talk about all the time roping's roping so you know we were gonna we roped at the jackpots in arizona before we came here um i think as good as he and i rope together and as much faith as we or i have in him and i know he has faith in me that no matter what you know you could make it uh BFI barrier tomorrow and I, and I feel like we got a chance on whatever we ride just I have full faith when I heal for him was that plan on changing the way you got your horse ready did that come independently from you or was that a family plan was that grandpa's call dad's call or do you just make your own calls now um no you know uh I think sometimes what we get to doing is we get we can get a little too confident on ourselves um with our roping and uh so my dad's like, you need to be roping on that sucker. He's 16 years old. It doesn't matter, though. Like, at the end of the day, if you aren't roping good, it, I mean, last year I should have. I had a sorrel mare that was just an okay horse. Mm-hmm. I probably should have brought her because I run 15 a day on her every day, and I was tapped off on her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's how I felt on dude this year, how I feel right now. I feel like, you know, we're, we're jiving, and obviously Tyler's jiving with what he's got going on and hope to win a bunch more money the next three steers. Yeah, um, and then after the next three steers, you have a new plan. Do tell. So I, uh, I haven't even told my dad, <laughs> my grandpa. Uh, I really want to. I really want to win three thousand dollars in the bull ride next year, and I want to try to be a contender for the Linderman Award. 
why the bull riding there are other rough stock events because it's hard to get mark good in the bareback riding and <laughs> and it's physically demanding um i don't think i'd ride bronx good but i have a brief bull riding history and i feel like i i got good hips so that's my calling <laughs> and um we discussed this earlier the all-around isn't for you why is the all-around not for you well, it could be. It depends, you know, how my bull riding goes. But, you That's know, true. Stetson Wright with these extreme bulls and extreme broncs, he's riding good. He's, so he's it's there. it's going to be hard. He's going to be a Yeah, he's going to be there. You know, I don't see myself. I've won like 580000 in my career, and he's won that this year. He's got 850 from this year without yeah. the average yet. Yeah, so it's, it's, you know, there's guys like, you know, I don't know, Josh Ross been riding good. Them boys been riding good. Sage Newman, you know. <laughs> all right well um we'll stand by i won't hold my breath but i'm i'm grateful for you sharing this plan with us i'll see you at steamboat <laughs> yes Do the, does the rookie bull riding at steamboat count for your for the linderman yes uh, it does yes it any does prca earned dollar that, that is official counts. any prca earned dollar that is official counts tyler says so uh see you in the rookie bull riding and tyler will be pulling my bull rope at Steamboat America? Yes, our favorite yeah. rodeo. Yeah, nothing like an 18-hour drive to pull the bull rope. <laughs> rope for 900, I'll be there. All right, on that note, um, sorry to the committee at Steamboat. We love it's you. not y'all's fault. It's not y'all's <laughs> fault. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Score. Again, this was round seven. We'll be back again tomorrow with round eight. And we look forward to chatting with you then. Thanks to our producer, Craig Jones, at the Money Barrel Podcast. He's helping us out this week, staying up late at night. And so you can all listen to this first thing in the morning when you're driving to work and wishing you were here in Vegas. Thanks, everybody. And thanks to Resistall for bringing us this podcast.